Okay, I'm going to add to this episode because I found out some things. It is Tuesday, July 27th at 10.16 p.m. A little crazy. I'm recording now, but this episode is obviously pretty long overdue. So I recorded everything that you're going to hear after this intro. And then I watched a YouTube video about Kevin Federline. And that YouTube, I think I'll just go ahead and link to it or mention it in my in the episode description, just in case you want to check it out. But basically, the YouTube video I, I watched was with a podcast host who had interviewed Sam Letby. Sam Letby is the friend of Britney's who was there with her literally um, when she was taken into her first 5150 hold. They were friends. Jamie didn't like him. Jamie got a five-year restraining order taken out against him. Um, And so Sam Lutfi had an interview with this guy, and they talked about Kevin Federline. Now, I was blaming Kevin Federline before watching this YouTube video, and guess what? I still blame Kevin Federline after watching this YouTube video. So... Sam Letby told the podcast host that he thinks that Brittany and Kevin were in love. I personally beg to differ. I don't know their relationship in any way personally, but I beg to differ. He said that. And then he also said that Kevin Federline did what he thought was best, which was to just get paid for his children and to do what his lawyer says, and that was it. And that is exactly why I blame Kevin Federline. First and foremost, if you loved someone, you are not going to sit there and watch their rights stripped away for 13 years. You are going to be fighting for them. You are going to be saying, I think this is too much. I think this is too extreme. And that is something that the podcast host did mention saying Kevin is not innocent here because he didn't fight for Britney's rights. But this is the bombshell. Uh, one of the biggest bombshells that I found out about through this YouTube video that I haven't heard anywhere else. And that bombshell is that Kevin Federline's lawyer is Jamie Spears' friend. I mean, can we think of a scenario, a scenario where someone is is not, or someone cannot be more fucked? So Britney Spears' ex-husband's lawyer is friends with Jamie Spears, similar to Sam Ingham, Britney Spears' lawyer who just resigned like a month ago was also loyal to Jamie Spears. Every single person who ever interviewed that was ever interviewed about the conservatorship said Sam Ingham made Jamie Spears and what Jamie Spears wants a priority. And here's K-Fed. Here's this fuck boy from hell fucking getting a lawyer who is friends with Jamie Spears. So this is exactly why I blame Kevin before I even knew that. And according to the podcast video, the first night 
the when Britney Spears had her first 5150 hold, Kevin is not the one who called his lawyer. So in what you'll hear me say about why I blame Kevin, I say that, you know, how dare Kevin have all these people um, descend upon Britney's property and cause all this chaos. What happened is that Britney didn't give her, her kids to Kevin when she was at the time that she was supposed to. And so Jamie Spears called his friend and his friend is Kevin's lawyer. And so then Kevin's lawyer, because Kevin's lawyer is buddies and in alliance with Jamie, Kevin's lawyer then decided to call everybody in Los Angeles, basically the police, the fire department, an ambulance, whatever the fuck. Um, that was, all those people were called, not by Kevin. They were called by Kevin's lawyer and Kevin's lawyer was contacted by Jamie Spears. <sighs> yes, that is a lot to keep up with. And I need, I, I, I've already said it before. I'll say it again. This, this story needs to end one way. And that, um, ending needs to involve Jamie Spears and the alleged corruption that he has been a part of he needs to be held accountable. I can't believe this. I can't believe this as someone who is close to her father. I can't believe this as a woman. I can't believe any of this. I I cannot believe that someone cares about money so much that they are going, that they would go to the lengths that Jamie Spears has gone to, to control his daughter and profit off of her for as long as he has. And when you think about it, Jamie was trying to get this shit going for the rest of his life. I mean, the conservatorship is so airtight on lock where Brittany has no rights, couldn't pick a lawyer, couldn't do anything. He really, it's not like he ever planned on um, putting an end to this abuse. I mean, just please, we got, we have, he needs to be taken care of properly. And that is, he needs to be in jail. Let me, for me to go ahead and quote Brittany, my opinion, the man needs to be behind bars because it seems like he has committed so many crimes, so many crimes. It's just, let's please, I, I just, I, I really hope the conservatorship abuse, um, I really hope a lot is, is going to be done to prevent these type of atrocities from happening. Um, and so that is what I wanted to, um, add to this episode, that bombshell that Kevin's lawyer is friends with Jamie Spears. I mean, Brittany, I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry that you've been involved in, in such a, a rigged system. Absolutely crazy. My mind is blown. Uh, so it will be really interesting to see how this unfolds. And I have a rant about fuckboys, and I will put a timestamp in the episode about that because I'm very passionate when it comes to talking about bad people and fuckboys in particular. I think that's a little obvious, and if it wasn't obvious, it should be pretty obvious now. So I definitely, I talk about fuckboys, and it may not be, um, you may not be into hearing me talk shit about some men that I think are pretty worthless and useless. But I go ahead and I do that because I think it's all relative, I think. And you'll hear it for yourself, like a woman dating down, like women, we need to protect ourselves and know that 
we always need to keep our best interests at the forefront of our priorities because putting your trust in someone who is just there to take and not give, it, it never ends. It just never ends well. And that's why I'm so passionate about it because I think it's so harmful to, to send any message to any woman that she's being, her standards are too high and that she needs to just, um, basically take whatever she could get. Absolutely not. That, that doesn't end well. So if it doesn't end well, just stay away from it altogether. So that is the explosive bombshell that I found out about Kevin. Um, thank you again for your patience. I know that none of this is timely and I will have updates. Um, when I say updates, I mean, I'm going to try to keep going with weekly episodes. I will give some personal updates, I guess, ish, um, in some upcoming episodes. And my next episode, I am going to be talking about something that happened to me in Los Angeles that somebody that I met, somebody A-list um, that I met in Los Angeles. And you don't want to miss that that episode. You do not because it, I'm, I have a lot to say. And I will give every single detail that you will want to hear about if you are a fan of this person. So do not miss out on that. And I think that's about it. I mean, I think I've made my opinion about what's going on pretty clear. I was listening to a podcast that mentioned how, you know, Britney Spears said she didn't want to do one dance move and they put her on lithium. And I hope she's okay. I hope the lithium really didn't alter who she is. Um, permanently or in any significant way. And it's wonderful that so much progress is being made. I think it looks like all of this is on this conservatorship is on the brink of ending or that this conservatorship is on the brink of ending with Jamie Spears in control. And that is incredibly exciting. I'm emotionally invested. And I assume that if you're listening, you might be emotionally invested or curious. And I think that we are going to have something to celebrate um, maybe months from now or a year from now, whenever. But it's, I just, I feel it. I feel it. Don't you feel it that this is all coming to an end? And I'm just like, I cannot imagine how much Brittany is going to crush she is going to crush it when her comeback is in full swing. OMG. I think she's going to just own the charts. Her tour is going to sell out internationally. I do not think she is done with music at all. I just think she wants, you know, her father removed. And I know I'm curious about what new music she'll put out because that Blackout record is one of the best pop albums period. And so she really, um, that record, it taught me that Britney can bring it, that she, and when she is paired with the right people in production, writers and producing and editing and all that, she could put out one of the best records that you will ever hear in your life. I love putting on Blackout when I just want to dance, when I just want to sing along, when I just want to feel super sexy, I, that record speaks for itself. So Brittany, I believe in you and I believe that you're going to have a comeback and I am there to 
fully wholeheartedly support if I'm enjoying what you put out in the future. So thank you for listening again. And I really, really appreciate it. If you haven't left an Apple review, please feel free to do so. And hopefully you have learned something in part one. And hopefully you learned that Kevin Federline in part two, you learned that Kevin Federline's lawyer works with Jamie Spears. Oh gosh. Ooh. So thank you again. And I will talk to you next week. She really, really enjoyed seeing her kids. That's what's reported in the New Yorker article. So then there was one on one occasion, she wanted more time with her kids. And so she basically went in a bathroom of her house, locked the door with her youngest son. Kevin was not a fan of that move. And so his lawyer called like the fire department, the police or the police department, the fire department. There were helicopters. Basically, the SWAT team swooped down. It was like a SWAT team swooped down on to Britney Spears compound because she didn't give her son back to Kevin at the time that she was supposed to. This is why I blame K-Fed. So you know that you are dating one of the, or sorry, you know that you are married to or divorced or whatever their status was at the time, I guess divorced. You know that you're involved with one of the most famous people in the world and you are having a fucking SWAT team event essentially go to their house you don't think that's gonna cause any fallout you don't think that's selfish you don't think that you should try to find a different way to resolve the issue of you getting your baby that brings you a lot of money and child support you don't think that there's a better way to get that done so then k-fed his lawyer has all these people go onto Britney's property. The paparazzi takes all these photos. Britney's taken out on a gurney. So the narrative of Britney being crazy officially begins. But more importantly, Britney is placed on a 5150 hold. So then she's placed on a second 5150 hold. But By the time she's placed on the second 5150 hold, her quote unquote father has already put together a plan to get her a conservatorship while she is hospitalized. So Kevin is the reason why Brittany was placed on the 5150 hold, why the story of her not handing over her kids caused her to be taken out on a gurney and And then uh, the second 5150 hold, that's when Jamie said Jamie was able to start a conservatorship illegally because in California, um, you're supposed to be given five days unless a judge sees a reason why it should be done immediately. But Brittany was still supposed to be notified. She wasn't notified. Jamie is so, so sneaky that he had all of this done when she couldn't do a goddamn thing about it. So Brittany leaves the hospital with no rights. Imagine that. Imagine being placed on an involuntary 5150 hold twice, the first time because of the piece of shit that you dated. And then the second time, and you come out and you're 
all of your rights are just past tense. Like that's a wrap. It's over for you. So I'm going to get back to Kevin and this is where I'm going to deviate a little bit from talking about Brittany. It's, it's related, but talking about her conservatorship. Now it's so important for women not to date down. It is fucking crucial for a woman not to date down. So I listen to the top podcast, the top um, podcast for black people. I don't need a name drop them. I know you probably listen to them. Everybody has probably super popular. And it was like within the past two months, probably around five weeks, who knows, somebody um, submitted a listener letter where she said that she was dating this guy who you know, it was really sweet to her, but he doesn't have any money. And he said how he was hit hard from COVID. Let me tell you something. I lost my mind when I heard the male host lose it on this person saying that, you know, she should find somebody rich and wait for go to what did he say? Harvard and wait for the guys to come out. And, you know, why isn't she understanding because of COVID? And I I lost it, y'all. I lost it to the point where I'm talking about it right now. Okay? Like, I'm talking about this shit like five weeks later. I went to this podcast, um, their SoundCloud, so I could leave a comment. I left some comments on their Twitter, on the Twitter for the podcast. The way that the one of the hosts, the co-hosts, popped off on this girl... Like I, as you could tell, my blood is boiling. It is boiling because this listener said, I'm dating this guy. He pays for everything in cash because he doesn't have a bank account. He sold his car um, because of COVID because he said he was hit hard because of COVID. He lives with his family. None of those statements make any sense. None of that. Like every single thing I just said, none of that makes any sense at all. Every single person that, and the the guy was 30, is 30. Every single person I've ever met who does not have a bank account, they don't have a bank account because their checks are garnished. They don't have a bank account because they have child support they have to pay. So they get paid with actual physical checks. They go to a checks cashed place. No 30-year-old should not have a bank account. We all get a bank account when we are teenagers. We don't sit there in 30 and be, be at 30 years old and be like, you know what? I don't have a bank account without having any valid excuse for not having a bank account. It's shady. It is shady. Second. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like, I'm still worked up. I'm still worked up. Okay. So he said he didn't have a bank account. Um, secondly, he said he sold his car because of the pandemic bitch. Everybody knows a car is invaluable. A car is one of the last things you should ever try to sell. You need the car to get from point A to B. And this grown ass man is there taking the bus and pretending that the pandemic had anything to do with him selling his car? Nope. Another lie. Another fucking lie. 
He lives with his family. He don't got it. He doesn't need any money to be selling a motherfucking car for what, bitch? For what? Don't got no bank account. Don't got no car living with your mom. The reason why someone who has shit to offer is nice is because they're hoping that their kindness is going to distract you from the truth that you could do better, that you should be doing better, that there are people who are nice that could actually bring something to the table. You got, you can't pay me in compliments, bitch. My, my bills cannot be paid in motherfucking compliments. You got to do something more. I am not desperate. No woman should ever be so desperate to be like this guy. You know what? No bank account, no car lives at home, but he's, he's nice. The moment he gets some money, you think he's going to talk to your ass? Do you think he's going to be nice? Do you understand that that niceness, that kindness is fake? It's fraudulent. It's because they want something from you. It's because they have the audacity to be dating up and hoping that you're a come up. And then when, if they actually do come up, guess who's blocked? Guess who they're done with? Because sometimes you could be with someone during a struggle, no matter what that struggle is. Doesn't mean if it's a romantic relationship, friendship or whatever. Sometimes you could be right next to, right by someone's side while they're struggling and they are going to cut you. When I mean cut you, they're going to be done with you when their struggle is over because you're a reminder of where they've been. So sometimes it's as simple as that. Sometimes someone is just a reminder of a hard time, a bad time, a bad event, and they're going to cut your ass for that reason and that reason alone. And it doesn't mean it's not deeper than that. But what men enjoy doing, you could, again, look at celebrities as an example, is everybody who was dating somebody before they were famous, everybody, I'm using that loosely, a lot of successful men um, that were in relationships before they were famous, they cut the bitch. They are done with whomever that woman was and they trade up. They trade her in for someone else. So I'm going to be, I will be damned if I am there in the trenches, in the poverty trenches with a motherfucker who's gonna block me and be done with me as soon as he comes up. It is just, I've seen it before. And I know that the only reason why these guys are nice is because they know ain't no other bitch trying to sit there and put up with them. I was so infuriated that this listener who is successful was torn down for having standards. Women need to have standards because guess what? When you date down, you end up with a motherfucking Kevin Federline who is the genesis of your goddamn downfall, who's being so fucking selfish and having someone call in everybody in the fucking Los Angeles area to come and get your fucking son. Like he didn't, he was doing the most. He didn't have to do all that. He wanted, his son wasn't given back to him at the time that he was supposed to get his son. Guess what? Can you wait? Can you wait a few hours? Can you wait until the next day? Do you really got to be that selfish knowing the attention that that's going to create, knowing the problems that it's going to create, knowing how much that's going to tarnish Britney's image? 
but he didn't care because he is a fuck boy. And some other high profile examples of women dating down, you got your Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson is going through a divorce with a man named Brandon Blackstock, who she says stole stole $4 million from her. She dated down. That's what happened. Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams, the iconic Wendy Williams, who makes God knows how much money from her radio career that became a television career. Wendy dated down. Did that work out for Wendy? Mel B, Scary Spice, dated down. And her now ex-husband used to hit her, used to kick her ass. He He wasn't making any money. He wasn't pulling in money. If I remember correctly, he was unemployed throughout the marriage. And she's there thriving. And so he's whooping her ass. She dated down. Sandra Bullock dated down. And so then her ex-husband, Jesse James, had an affair with a ghetto-looking bitch. And then not only did he have an affair, but he kept slamming Sandra in all of his interviews and stuff. Because, you know, he was upset that she divorced him post-affair. When women date down a lot of times, they have to learn the hard way that they should have just been single. You are better off being single than dating down and getting fucked over by someone who ain't bringing shit to the table or you're getting fucked over by people who are fucking finessing and they are full of shit. Now, Kelly Clarkson, she was finessed out of $4 million, allegedly, right? Wendy Williams was finessed out of God knows how much money. Mel B finessed. Sandra Bullock finessed. Guess what, bitches? Guess what, women? Do not ever listen to advice like the advice that was given on this one podcast trying to shame and guilt someone for having standards because these guys who bring nothing to the table, they might smile in your face, but they're still going to treat you badly. They're still going to cheat. I think about some of the men that I dated as a teenager. So, you know, I was young, young and dumb, who brought nothing to the table. These motherfuckers treated me the worst. So don't, you might as well be treated like, treated well or treated poorly by someone who could actually bring something to the table. But for you to be treated poorly, like in Mel B's case, for you to be abused by somebody who is unemployed, it's all relative. Don't even start. Don't put yourself in the situation where you're like, okay, I out earn this person by six times and, but they're nice to me. That's, you don't need nice. You don't need nice. You need something more than that because you sit there as a woman, you sit there and you're like, well, this guy's good to me. He's not that great. He's only being good to you too, because he has ulterior motives or he's getting, he's getting something out of it. And the moment, the moment that he doesn't need you that way, he's done. Women should not, don't you ever accept crumbs and scraps from anyone. And now I will get back to Miss Spears. With Britney, she's a celebrity. She's A-list. Almost dropped my phone. 
she's A-list and A-listers, they tend to get married quickly. Um, or sorry, they get, tend to get married young or quickly, either or, because of just their jobs. They feel that so, everybody wants something from them. They are always working, always doing some projects, and they just feel like, okay, this person loves me for who I am and I want some stability. They gravitate towards that and they act very rapidly. So it's totally understandable that Brittany got married very quickly. That's standard. That's nothing new in the industry. So Brittany said that she didn't like the documentary because it's embarrassing. And that's important to note because Brittany, the whole time, as she said in her testimony, she was threatened her um, team, her father, whomever in the conservatorship, they said that they would embarrass her and they would release information about her if she didn't do what they said. So embarrassment has been a very powerful tool in Britney's conservatorship, as well as them always threatening to take her kids away, to not let her see her kids. And that was the case. A lot of, sometimes Britney wouldn't see her, basically Britney would not see her kids if she wasn't doing what she was told. And so it's like, if Britney did not have children, there would be no conservatorship because that is what they used to bribe her and force her to do what they told her to do. And I really cannot believe her compliance. I'm someone who doesn't like to follow rules and doesn't like to be told what to do, especially as an adult, a grown adult woman. And Brittany, the fact that she has complied this whole time, it's heart-wrenching. It's, it's heart-wrenching because they knew that she would. That's why they would threaten to release information about her. And it's like, Britney is such a, a superstar. Go ahead and let them release it. Her fans aren't going anywhere. And I'm just so, so happy that she is finally using her voice. Um, something that I did not like that Britney did is after her testimony, she took off to Hawaii with her sexy as hell boyfriend Sam and it's like Brittany you're talking about basically being a caged bird who's under surveillance and you are jetting to Hawaii that completely contradicts the sympathy that you were just drumming up I don't think it was a good look I think she should have testified and then canceled that Hawaii trip but she did that and then I also believe that Brittany Basically defending her love of fairy tales in her Instagram stories is also a very bad look. Um, it just doesn't make her seem like the most mature um, adult but and responsible adult or whatever adjectives I could use. But I don't blame her. If I was under conservatorship for 13 years and given lithium and... Um, feeling so alone. I can't talk to anybody in AA. I can't do anything virtually. I probably would be reading some goddamn fairy tales too. Um, so I don't, I do kind of believe that Britney's, the people who are allowing Britney to post whatever she wants to post, they're fully aware on her Instagram. They're fully aware that it might be misperceived and used against her. And I think that's a little sad and dangerous that she's just trying to connect with her fans, give updates, 
And these people are like, yeah, post it. I feel like they're not really objecting to anything that Brittany wants to post, whether it's herself spinning and dancing in her living room or talking about fairy tales because they believe that it strengthens the public perception that she's crazy. And so I hope that Brittany um, really is will be mindful, very mindful about the, the Instagram post that she makes going forward because I do believe that it can hurt her. So since the New Yorker article came out, well, actually, since Britney's testimony came out, her lawyer, Sam Ingham, resigned. He resigned because Britney's allegations make it known that if they are true allegations, he has broken the law. He was supposed to keep her informed of her rights, informed of the things that that she could get out of the conservatorship, informed of the fact that she could get married. He didn't do and take the IUD out. He didn't do any of that. That's illegal. He had a client that he kept in the dark. That is illegal. And he didn't like how it looked. And he probably didn't like the vitriol from the fans. But um, he needs to be held accountable, obviously. Secondly, Brittany, in her testimony, also blamed her management for her mistreatment. And so her manager, Larry Rudolph, resigned. Said that Brittany's retired, so I'm resigning. He just didn't want to deal with the fans because Brittany's saying my management directly puts him in the bullseye of her fans believing that he's a problem and so I believe that that's the only reason why he resigned it has absolutely nothing to do with Britney him claiming Britney retired because we all know that when Jamie Spears is no longer controlling Britney's life like she's a doll and he's a ventriloquist she will get back on that stage because clearly the bitch likes to dance and and perform so Larry Rudolph is out after the New Yorker article Jamie Spears is completely in hiding because I've heard that people are like, where's Jamie Spears? And this man is so dickless. What a coward. We already like, I don't think he's on social media. Like I've looked because I could only imagine the type of comments that Britney's fans are um, posting or sending him. I can't find him on social media. I'm assuming he hasn't been doxxed. I don't know if anybody is, and I'm not advocating for him being doxxed, but I just, I don't know where the man is or what he's doing. All I know is he is a coward and he needs to actually show up, show up, show your fucking face so that Britney's fans could fucking tell you what the hell they need to tell you. And Britney's mother came out and, um, filed some document, if I'm not mistaken, mistaken, saying Britney should get her own lawyer. Brittany was able to get her own lawyer. Her lawyer has a um, a great success rate working with high-profile clients, getting things done. It is looking bad for Jamie Spears. Hopefully, it's looking bad for Sam Ingham, um, Brittany's piece-of-shit lawyer for the past 13 years who would get paid more than half a million dollars a year. It is looking like things are about to change very, very soon for Britney. And again, she owes it all to the Framing Britney Spears documentary and to the New Yorker article. And obviously, sorry, I forgot the entire Free Britney movement. How, like, how, I can't say dumb, but how sad is it that all of this was going on and we, I mean, we were pretty much in the dark. And in many ways, I remember when Brittany pulled out of her second Vegas residency because she's like, my dad is sick. I need to be there for my dad. And that was just her saying, nope, I don't want to perform anymore. But the, I cannot believe how successful 
the oppressors that have been dealing with Britney have been for such a long time that nobody was really understanding and piecing together everything that she was going through. I remember when it was being reported that she can't have a phone. Yeah, I just thought it was one of the saddest, weirdest, craziest things I'd ever heard. But I thought, okay, I mean, I assume that she got a phone, you know what I mean, months later or whatever. And it's, it's really, really horrible. And, and obviously, I'm not saying anything um, groundbreaking or revolutionary when I say that it's horrible. But I'm so thrilled that it looks like Brittany is finally getting a lot closer to normalcy and I just cannot believe the the conditions that she was under for such a long time and Brittany has lashed out at her sister and on Instagram Brittany lash out at whoever the fuck you want to lash out at we are so in full support we want you to get your life back just as much as you want your life back so it's exciting it looks like everything is, is really coming together for Brittany and I can't remember if there's other parts, other pieces of the story that I want to cover. Um, it's pretty late. It's 1030. And I've covered everything that I could remember. And if I have something else, naturally, I will do a third episode or I'll do a third or part three, um, you know, as more news comes out about this as things start to change I wasn't able to listen to the audio of Britney's second um testimony but I know that she's really going after her father and I support it because as someone whose father would do the opposite of everything that Britney's father has done I'm in full support of Jamie being taken down I don't know how you could look at your child like a bank and just choose to abuse your power and manipulate them and hurt them so badly for such a long time, he needs to be held accountable. And I I look forward to that day. We need to hold bad people accountable. Instead of releasing them from prison, we need to hold them accountable. And I know you know what I'm talking about when I reference that. So again, thank you guys for just your patience. Um, I appreciate it so much. So, so very much. And I'm sorry this has taken forever, but I had a lot going on. But I obviously love y'all because I should be in bed or drunk or doing something else. But I'm like, nope, I'm going to record this episode because it has taken me such a long time to record it that I feel I was like, I don't want to like talk about this in August or some weird shit. So I was like, nope, I'm going to record it. Thank you again. And I will talk to you soon. Rate, subscribe, do what you got to do. See you soon.